Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Reverse psychology, while hopefully fun and informative, is not a replacement for therapy. If you're interested in speaking with a therapist, please check out some of the links in our episode description. Also, Diane and I are both deeply passionate about psychology. Common with things you love, we may get frustrated, but at the end of the day, we hold sincere respect for psychology and psychologists. Now, on with the show. My back hurts. My back hurts. I've been doing a lot of back-heavy activities. Cool. Cool. So today's Rosh Hashanah, beginning of Rosh Hashanah. What does that mean? Matzah. It's the celebration of... I think it's the Jewish New Year. Is it? Happy New Year. Do we count down to midnight? Or is it one of like the the ones that are dictated by the sun? You say good yontif. I know that. Time of rejoicing and serious introspection. Good yontif. Good yontif. And you say... Danke. You say, give me a... Break. Hamantashen. I made them for you before. Hamantashen? Uh-huh. Ashgash McTamantash? Hamantashen. It's so good. It's a um, it's a cookie. It's a mm. Jewish cookie. They are for like something related to like forgiveness or something. Your earbuds are like angled out of your ears. I weirdly. know. I can't. I hate these earbuds. You have little baby ear holes. I know. I really do. I think, are they on the wrong ear? No. This says L. Does L mean left or it means lasso it into your right ear? Yep. And then the right one goes, ring it in your left. <laughs> good. No, it's gut yontif. Gut yontif? Yeah, good, gut yontif. G-U-T? It means good, good day. Like that Ice Cube song? It was a good day? Because he didn't have to use his AK. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you think that he had to re-record it for Israel? It was a good yontif? Didn't have to use my gontif? This isn't good. I know. I'm trying. Okay. I've been in a bad mood all weekend. Uh, you know what? Oh, we can? Oh, on Friday. You left in a hurry well, for Well, we work. should start the podcast, then we can talk about this part. Because we didn't say welcome to the podcast yet. I thought we always say something cute, and then we move on to that. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome to reverse. our podcast. Yeah. Reverse Psychology. Welcome to welcome Flawless. Welcome to our podcast, Flawless Reverse Psychology. Yeah. We've rebranded. I'm going to sound a little... Uh, Whoa. ...horse today. Welcome back to Reverse Psychology. Sorry. I'm a, I tested a kid who had germs all over his I'm hand Dr. and my Mike, face. I'm Dr. Mike, and this is my stand-in co-host, Tom Waits. <laughs> I'm Dr. Diana. I'm a licensed psychologist with a PhD in school psychology. I'm also a board-certified behavior analyst. If you're doing the NYT crossword today, 14 down is EP. Is it? Oh. It it's it makes it every other puzzle I swear is in there. E P yep. asp is a type of cobra. Eel is anything. Any yeah. <laughs> if when you open up your Welcome NYT to crossword talk. <laughs> when you open up your NYT crossword app, just scan for any three yep. letter block. Put eel and everything put first. Eel and all of them. That's what we do. That's You're we welcome. And that's been crossword talk, Mike has been in a bad mood all weekend i have been in a bad mood this week yeah i know it's you've been stressed out mm-hmm. and i can tell because you do really i have a bunch of tells strange things when you're really stressed out yeah multiple times thursday and friday i arrived at places and started getting out of my car without putting it <laughs> into park or turning the car off do you take your seatbelt off i do no. i've also been forgetting to put my seatbelt on though how there's that beeping noise i'll like i'll start driving and then the beeping starts mm. and i'm like come on because i'm I'm a very safe rider, and I put my seatbelt on every time. Mm-hmm. Safety second. That's what I always say. Yeah. 
fun for safety. Yeah, what are my other tells? You leave stuff around in a weird way. So like Friday morning, I was you left before me for work. This this broke my heart when you told me this. (laughs) I you left first. I went to go make my lunch because I was getting ready to leave. And there was a nice little sandwich bar already set up for me, (laughs) complete with toasted bread already popped up out of the toaster. A line, like an assembly line of mustard, lettuce, meat, and cheese. And then at the end was a A tinfoil. A note to myself saying, dear Mike, it's going to be okay. Love, Mike. (laughs) There is a a flat piece of tinfoil already for the sandwich to drop into to fold to Mm -hmm. take with with me is how it went. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's so nice. He left me in the sandwich bar. Yeah. This makes my morning so much easier. So then I made the sandwich thinking like, wow, that was really thoughtful. (laughs) And then got to work and realize like maybe that wasn't for me and then <laughs> called you and was like I, I didn't yeah, I was going, oh fuck yeah i forgot I, my sandwich yeah i was really hungry when i woke up and i was like i'm gonna make this to eat on the drive to work and then i got it all prepared and then while i was waiting for the toast i started doing something else and then just was like <laughs> that just it was as if it never existed that was a bummer for you i know it's good for me bummer for you, you sorry buddy you swooped in like a stress vulture and just reaped the benefits i was so pleased i'm glad yeah I, i'm glad i got to help you i mean it made my day better you're welcome you're benefiting from my stress then yesterday so it was friday yesterday i wasn't feeling great but i got up and went for a run with some friends then mm-hmm. i had a client and then i came home and i was like i feel really dizzy and i was kind of walking around like i need to eat something and then i need to lay down and you were like ha- midway through a panic attack do not call it a panic attack <laughs> i was Don't call it panic attack i've been here the, for years i had been up for the same duration of time and i was doing work from the week that i wasn't able to get done because of the volume of work and the house was just it yeah, was, it was like bad. when you do a cross section when you look into like a history book and you have a cross section of like the different stages of the earth based on like where <laughs> rocks are. It was Magne- like that for the week. Like it was, the layer. Yeah. You had one shoe Igna- in the living room. Ignamius rock. What yes. is that called? N- Sedanantary. N- yep. Sedanantary. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. It looked like. A very small contained bomb went off, and there was like shoes everywhere. And yep. I could I could have sawed in half and then pointed to what day of the week stuff was. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then just like wrappers to different things. Yep, uh, totally. Nas was there, and that's when I don't pick up for the week. That's yep. what happens. Yeah. This week I was because I was busy running around trying to figure out how to restore our single hung antique. I don't know what do you call it? antique windows. Wood frame windows. Wood, yeah, windows that were original this house. So the 1925 house we bought. I'm trying to learn how to restore the windows and avoid lead poisoning all at the same time. You're doing good at half of it. I went to, when I went to the guy who helped me figure out how to work on my window, I was like, should I be worried about lead? And he's like, do you have kids? And he was like, no. He said, well, you're probably fine. I mean, all your development is done, right? And I was um, like, I don't know. Is it? Yeah, not that kind of doctor. He said, oh, our, our system pro- probably just has a good way of like getting rid of lead on its own. Yeah. I was like, I don't. His confidence is yeah. screaming. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you kind of have to say that to yourself if you work around lead-based pain all the time. Yeah. That's his life. I mean, he had masks in the place, but he didn't seem to be wearing one. It was one. like a Halloween mask. That'd be a good company. Like masks on masks. Like, um, like, like work masks that are also like scary. 
or it'd be a point break themed company where you wear oh the ma- president's the, the mask. president's masks while you did work mm-hmm. and then you go surfing yeah rest in peace patrick swayze i know and keep living keanu yeah that guy's doing good he's looking great he's looking great He's feeling, feeling great. great. He it's probably smells great. He looks like a guy that smells it, good. It, it, let's be honest. On, he does. If you, if I were to make a spectrum of people's smells based on look. Do you think that you look like you smell great? Not now. Top. <laughs> the gold standard is but Keanu. Sometimes. Okay. So I'm going to give you the spectrum and then you can tell me where I am. Okay. The best is Keanu. Uh-huh. The lowest is Post Malone. Oh, yeah. He fucking probably stinks. He looks like What he about the guy from Band of Horses? He has a gross beard. He's like two notches above Post Malone. Okay, okay. Because his teeth are also pretty well, bad. Well, like, where are you? On yeah, a where scale would I be? from Post Malone, Post Malone to Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves. Um, Name an actor yeah, that I, I, I look it. like I smell like. I got it. From Superbad, The Friend. Jonah Hill? Yeah, Jonah Hill. I think you look like you smell like Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill then or Jonah Hill now? Well, have you seen him lately? Because he's ballooned up again. No, he's ballooned back down. <laughs> I don't know. He's losing Look weight because he's gonna play an act. He's gonna play. A, he's gonna play an actor. He's playing a character in the newest Batman movie with that uh, guy, man. The guy from Twilight. He's Batman, and Jonah Hill is gonna be. He. It's funny. I, I read an article where actually, no, I'm saying this a lot. This might have been a dream I had. <laughs> he. I think I saw something where it said that he wanted to play the Riddler in the new Batman movie, and they were like, "You're more of a penguin," and he got upset. I don't know, buddy. Look. He's doing Muay Thai jiu-jitsu now. I look like I smell like that. <laughs> I'll take that. Really? Looks fine. Ugh. I mean, he's an actor with a lot of money. Probably yeah. has beautiful cologne he puts on. I imagine the picture you just showed me, it looks like I now smell like cologne with like a mild hint of sweat underneath. No. Baby powder. Yeah, baby powder. Icy hot. He seems like a dude that would like wear icy hot and always kind of faintly no, smell like it. No. Uh, what else is new? Oh, we cleaned the house yesterday, so... Yeah, that was Mike, the epilogue to the story. Mike's anxiety. I think... Are you feeling better? Uh, now that we're recording, I do. Because I have a lot of fun doing this. You didn't have fun from yesterday morning until now because of all what the series the of, of events? Not really. What did you do the rest of yesterday? Cleaned. You went to Home Depot for me. Went to Home Depot. That was That was unremarkable. I took some cold medicine. Yeah. Fucking passed out. I played Mario Kart for a while. We'll see how it goes tonight. Is it's not good for you when you take medicine like that? Aren't you not getting into REM sleep or something? You're, uh, you're less likely to, or you're not getting you're not getting the full benefit of sleep. I'm gonna Google that. Yeah, Google. I mean, it. I know you're not getting the full benefit of sleep, but sleep cycle. What is it? Night. Nighttime. PM. Cold. Flu. Nighttime. PM. Naked. Loud. Cold. Medicine. Oops. Medicine. <laughs> Did you mean medicine? Uh Oh. Uh, this is cough syrup. Um, Gel pills are just little cough syrups. Oh, the cold medicine you take before bed contain doxylamine succinate. Huh. Succinate. It's funny because the sound you made before made it sound like it was going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you know? <laughs> Which is an antihistamine. And that's that gives you vivid dreams and nightmares. I did have a vivid dream last night. Did you? Mm-hmm. Was it adult in nature? Antihistamines block histamine production in the brain. Antihistamines? Oh, the, this is the neurotransmitter that helps regulate things like appetite, body temperature, itching, and inflammation, and also the sleep-wake cycle. 
Look at this. This is I such can't, a perfect. Your computer is facing the back door. In lead in. Okay. Doxylamine, it turns out, also blocks acetylcholine, a neurotransmitter that's basically the boss of your dreams. Ooh, dream boss. Um, From the makers of Cake Boss. It's no, we're, dream we're wrong. Boss. It's the opposite. Acetylcholine triggers rapid eye movement sleep. So you get way more when you're yes, on cold when medicine. I, when I take. The reason I don't take the PM medicines is because for the first hour, I have aggressive restless leg syndrome mm-hmm. and then i eventually pass out and then i have extremely vivid dreams well it's really hard for me to sleep when i have a cold because i wake up constantly with like sore throat and like mucus in my throat yeah, and, then and you have i to have hate a bowl it. of cottage cheese to make it better when you take a uh, nighttime cold medication it says instead of conking out and drifting into rem sleep the after... article says conking out yeah it's from vice though i oh, mean okay. it's like cool hip yeah, such a cool word. And you're conking out and drifting into REM sleep after 90 minutes, your body may linger in the non-REM stages for several hours. Then when the doxylamine starts to wane, your your brain releases a bunch of acetylcholine. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically to catch up and get into REM. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens when you're sleep deprived. It causes a REM rebound. Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. What the fuck? Sorry. I said, why are you listening to our conversation? Is that what you think? I do. Oh, she's offended. Did you say something? No. That was weird. Man, I can't believe someone's eavesdropping on this. It causes what's called a REM rebound. Mm. An unusually long period of REM sleep that often happens as a result of of sleep deprivation. Yep. Just said that. I wasn't listening. I know. (laughs) Before we get too deep into the sleep talk, let's do some reviews real quick. Okay. Go. Do it. No one can stop us now. I go up here. So we have three. Oh, sweet. We're still cranking them out. Sweet. Are these iTunes or FBs? Two on iTunes, one on FBs. Fibs. This one, this first one caught me off guard because I thought it was going to be a negative review. Oh. And it turned into a positive review. Mm -hmm. So it's by Jane's Addiction. I hate Jane's Addiction. Not this person, but just What if this is Barry Farrell? We have so many famous listeners. We have Scott Ackerman. Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell. It's just, hey, guy, hey, famous hey, listeners. Okay. This one, the title is Minisodes? Mm-hmm. Question mark? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on with these mini episodes. I love them, but I seriously need more RP, especially on my work days. Laughter is good medicine. Look, if we had our choice... We'd record a new app every day. Yeah. I also, uh, some feedback, using but makes it seem like you don't love them. So use and next time. I love them and I seriously need more. I think that's feedback. Oh, I thought you were giving me feedback. You're giving the listener feedback. I never give you feedback. You do. You're you're critiquing that person's review? No, I'm just saying that if you really love it, you'll use and. Thank you. Thank you. Am I reading A plus? Yep. Oh, I love this one. I'm so glad I get to read it. This is from. Read it out loud. Sofadora. Is this my niece? It's either your niece or it is someone who loves fedora hats. Okay. It's Sofia Coppola. Think Sofia Coppola. Sofadora. First time I've ever been inspired enough to write a review, but this podcast is great. Aww. Fun, interesting, and so enjoyable to listen to. Dr. Mike and Dr. Diana are super knowledgeable and have a great dynamic. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, the last one that I'm aware of is from we love you guys thank you so much eliza e-l-y-s-a elisa um, eliza I, it's not za it's uh, elisha eliza middle name lynn i can say that one line l-y-n-n informative 
but with actual laugh out loud flow of consciousness. Got it. Nailed it. Consciousness comedy. I recommend this podcast to everyone. You'll feel like you're hanging out with friends and accidentally learning a bit. Thank you so much for the podcast. Oh, then, I love that. I Oh, and then you commented, then she commented back. You said, thanks. We love that you listen and accidentally learn. And then she says, I read that in your voice. Mm-hmm. We do love that you come for the comedy and stay for the psychology. That's that's yeah, our, been our, our goal. Our, I'm going to report it to line. Facebook. No. That I like it. No, 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 no. Don't report. I tried to say something. I tried to comment on someone's post on Facebook the other day and it banned me. It like said that my, my post was offensive. offensive or something. It was like so benign too. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, give us reviews. Tell your friends. This is not the end of the podcast. No, keep listening. Keep listening. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. We need to we stay need strong. To, we need to start sparking some listener growth. Well, we've tried this. But we did boom. Boom, 100 to boom, 1, boom, boom. I want you in my room. Is that a real song? Yeah. Who's that? I don't know. Venga Boys. Yeah, it's Venga Boys. Wow. Wait, that's that song. You really went back on that promise to not sing. I know. Cool. Well, let's move on to the topic. Okay. Welcome back to the topic. What do you remember from last week? Well, I got took notes and I studied. This is open notes. I remember. Where's your note card? In my computer. Okay. The files are in the computer. <gasps> the files are calling from inside the computer. Oh, hey, what's that guy's name? Our our um neighbor? It's, it's Carl. 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 What's up, dude? Carl's walking without a dog, but he's carrying a dog poop bag. <laughs> he's just planning ahead. So I remember three stages. I remember. N1, N2, N3. Okay. What, what does the N stand for? Nighttime. Sure. It stands for stage. Yep. One. And is short for stage. <laughs> what does it stand for? Non-REM. Oh, yeah. On REM. It mm-hmm. stands for on REM. No REM. Yep. No REM one. No REM two. No REM three. We're currently in no REM because they broke up. And then REM. Which and is long for REM. <laughs> so N1, stage one. Okay. Is pretty short. Short and shallow. Just like most of my conversations. <laughs> Between N1 and N2 is when you get that jerk, that jerky boy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hey, jerky. Hey, jerky. <laughs> Want to buy a house? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, what we're talking about is the uh, non-REM sleep disorder where you're lightly sleeping and you're calling local <laughs> local businesses and pranking them. You get that, what is it called? Myoclonic jerk or something? I don't know what it's called. It's called a is jerk. It's like a jerk. Hi- hypnotic jerk. Yeah. And then, then what's, what, what a... What are the things we need to do about N2? N2, you're starting to get deeper into sleep mm-hmm. and your body starts slowing down, cooling down, things like that. Then N3 is your, like, it's deep sleep. It's like slow, slow wave, wave. Slow wave deep sleep. You're, you spend most of the night in N3. And then we have REM. 90 minutes in, boom. 90 minutes in, boom, Red, you're in there. REM. It's Got when it. your body starts to rev back up and your brain starts firing off. You're, and para- you're, you're paralyzed. You're though. paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are moving around. It's really cute to watch the dogs in REM sleep because one of our dogs is, has his eyes open. Yeah, he does. And just like kind of darts around and is like barking a little bit. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. They're, they're both sleeping right now. They're both cute sleepers. Yeah, they're cute. Okay. So you did a great job. And then REM. 
I would give you <laughs> a, that. And then it cycles throughout the night. Yeah. How, on a healthy night of sleep, how many cycles do you go through? Three. You? You did a good job. Thank I'm, you. I'm like a C plus. Oh. So well. gonna, I want to keep you hungry for more. Okay. I'm hungry. Good. So today, I want to tell you a little bit about two interesting... I'll be the judge of that. Okay. Two commonly confused sleep disorders. Nightmares and night terrors. Yeah. Is that right? That was also what I said last week. So you put that on the card. What's a night terror? Okay. Let's start with terrors. That's what I was going to start with anyways, because yeah, that's well, the order of my notes. Okay. So night terrors. Night terrors are a non-REM disorder. How many people have them? Before <laughs> I say that. Do you not know the answer? No, I do it. I'm trying to go into order of my notes. So I just want to say... Oh, sorry, autism. Yeah. I want to say what a night terror is first. Okay. And then I'll, then we can talk about that. But that's a great question. Night terrors are when you essentially, while asleep, start to yell, start to scream. You might start thrashing around. You have a lot of mm-hmm. aggressive behavior that looks like you're terrified. Oh, that seems awful. It gets really... It's commonly confused with nightmares, uh-huh. but it's not a nightmare. Well, I might be jumping ahead, but a nightmare must happen in REM sleep, right? Yep. Okay, so a nightmare happens when you're paralyzed. A night terror happens when you can move your arms and legs. Yes. Okay. One other key difference. Okay. Nightmares... Are spelled differently. They are spelled differently than night terrors. Okay. Nightmares are... Horses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay good i like felt that joke smack me in the front of the head it felt it was like oh that yeah i saw I didn't, that i didn't get it and then I, I got saw it, it i saw all it at happen once. nightmares there's dreams associated with it uh-huh. night, night terrors there's usually no dreams associated with okay. it okay okay so going back to the original question okay how uh, many people yes Typically, night terrors they're they're pretty common in children. I was gonna ask you if they're more common in children. I'm not. I'm not lying. More common with children ages three to twelve. Okay. The peak, the most prevalent, is like age three and a half ish, Mm -hmm. which makes people think, or basically the big theory is that this is a common disorder associated with maturation and growth, where your brain's just like trying to Mm. piece apart how, how do we sleep. Is that when your soft spot closes? I don't know. My soft spot hasn't closed yet. <laughs> I think it's much earlier than three. That, the, the fact that we have a soft spot is it's disgusting. Gross. Where well, is it? Is it the back of the head? Um, I think there are multiples. What? Soft spots? I think so. I don't know. Don't leave that in because if it's not right, that's stupid. Why, why would you know? You, you haven't popped out a baby. I know, but I just feel like I should know that as a psychologist. I don't know it, and I'm a psychologist. Yeah, but I'm a child psychologist. You're not a soft spot <laughs> psychologist. You know why it's there. Did you? Because our skull is a joint. It's an immovable joint. Well, yeah, and there has to be space for your skull, your cranial bones to grow. And to what get, if your, for your head stayed the same size as your, when you're born? That'd be horrifying. I saw the other day a really, really muscular dude, and based on perspective. It looked like his head had not grown since the time he was a baby. Was that just your perspective, though? Well, based on how big his body was, I think he had a normally small head anyways, but then his he was... Compen- What's a normally small head? You know, like if you're buying a hat, you don't have to go to the child section, but it's like the smallest hat size oh, you can get. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's like within the range of normal, it's just on the smaller side. Like he couldn't buy a hat from the same place he bought his clothing because his clothing was at uh, the big and tall store and his hat was probably at like the child's hat store. Where do you have to buy your hats? I have to go to the, the big and tall hat store. <laughs> I buy a really girthy stovepipe hat. Tall hat store. Yeah. So 
About one to six percent of children at any given time will be experiencing night terrors. Is that just? I mean, that has to just be based on observation, right? Yeah, like no yeah. one's reporting and, that. And report, and so that's a big thing. Everything I've read about this said that it's a it's probably an underestimate. And mm-hmm. so this is this is probably more reflective of children with chronic night terrors. Mm-hmm. Children having night terrors at all, like wildly common, mm-hmm. because it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. These because they're non rem occurrences Mm -hmm. uh they happen uh more commonly early in the night and they're usually from the transition to n2 to n3 Hmm. so it's short night night terror is short usually usually it'll be like one to two minutes okay sometimes it'll last as long as half an hour oh wow that's awful interestingly Mm -hmm. uh, well you tell me if this is interesting okay night terrors are actually part of a spectrum disorder okay and it's the high part of the spectrum you know what the lowest part of the spectrum is night frights sleepwalking so it's actually the same disorder oh just because it happens in the same stage it happens in the same around the same time and the hypothesis is that a lot of like all the same stuff going on with sleepwalking Uh occurs in night terrors it's just that night terrors it's a lot more anxiety driven distress Mm -hmm. whereas sleepwalking is just when you're up and you're moving around but so that also happens more in kids right Yes, and that's the other mm-hmm. reason why. Like the prevalence looks the same, mm-hmm. the age of onset looks the same. It's just that sleepwalking. It's there's less distress. It's more just like confusion. One time I was young, maybe like six, five or six, okay. and I sleptwalk into my closet and peed on the floor. No, I thought it was the bathroom in my brain. In my my dream. Mm. Well, I don't know. I guess I wasn't dreaming. You're you're probably awake because with sleepwalking, usually you're confused, but you're not totally asleep. It's basically your brain trying to pull you out of sleep in general, but you're still like kind of in that N two to N three range. But when I was a kid too, and this was probably not the the peak of when this typically happens, but mm-hmm. apparently the the days in August that were leading up to school starting, mm-hmm. I would start sleepwalking a lot, mm-hmm. and I would. My mom said I would often get dressed, grab my backpack, and just sit in our living room so it's like and which brings to like why this usually happens it's usually like a stress-related thing so both sleepwalking and sleep terrors yep yeah but i guess i would get stressed about school starting so i would just like practice getting ready that's cute thank you yeah i haven't i think i haven't slept walking a really long time i'm pretty sure what's my sleep disorder when does that happen your sleep disorder i would be willing to bet is it's probably a non-REM. It's a non-REM disorder. Right. Do you want to I tell people up. what it is? It's just generally known as saying weird things. So like, it's usually when I'm woken up by something and like, it has to be the right combination of like where the moon is in the sky and the time of night and... It's early It's early in your sleep. Yeah. Based on all the observations and all the, the data I've collected, I'm willing to bet that it's... All the data you've collected. You're probably going from... <laughs> Two to three, because it's almost always when you go to bed before me, yeah. but not too much before me. Yeah, yeah, and then that's true. you start talking in your sleep, and you don't remember it, which is also a key thing in these. Well, I have a vague recollection that something happened. Yeah, so this is the same thing with night terrors and sleepwalking. Either they don't remember it, or there's a vague memory. Nightmares, there's usually a pretty clear memory of it. Which story is your favorite? My favorite one is... I had friends coming into town. This is mm-hmm. when we lived in Baltimore and we were staying in that apartment together. And I had friends coming into town. And when I was in college, and these were college friends, when I was in college, I had this habit of the last drink of the evening I would always have in bed while watching TV as like an unwinding. It's like not a healthy behavior, but it was college. And I, that has since stopped my life for like a number of years. 
And then these college friends came into town and like that spontaneously came back and you had gone to bed maybe like an hour earlier and then they went to bed and then I just like without thought grabbed a beer. So I came in, I like got all curled into bed. I had headphones on. I had my iPad to watch Netflix and you were asleep. And then I like very slowly opened the can of beer mm-hmm. and the moment like the seal broke you lunged up <laughs> and you go what was that no i said no no, no. that you didn't, okay. that part didn't happen see because you only vaguely remember it. yeah i don't really you remember. go what was that and i go it was a beer and you go no 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 <laughs> no and like all at once i was like because i this was probably the first time you you'd ever talked in your sleep mm. and so i was i thought you were awake and i was like it's less like talk in my sleep and more conversation in my sleep yes but I didn't realize it, this was like a thing. For one, I was like, oh, this is a dumb idea. I don't need to be doing this. And the other one, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fight in the morning. <laughs> and so I put the beer back down. I turned off Netflix. And then I started falling asleep. And then maybe three or four minutes later, you <laughs> lunged back up and you yelled, did you just take a sip? <laughs> and then in the morning, you're like, hey, did I uh, uh, say something last night in uh, my sleep? Oh, oh, that was probably one of my favorites that's so great that was also the, the first one then after that you're like yeah sometimes i like talk in my sleep but i don't remember it well you're welcome thanks they should just call college unhealthy behavior but you probably get less people applying <laughs> not in this day and age it's true so more common in children happens in adults from time to time okay uh with children it's almost always just a sign of like maturation you're you're aging it's it, it, it could be as basic as it's nothing why is this psychology well because people often will treat night terrors like nightmares Mm. and there are behavioral treatments for nightmares okay and this is this is more health psychology okay and behavioral psychology okay in adults it's typically a sign of either increased stress anxiety disorder or low blood sugar so Mm. it could be like untreated hypoglycemia and so that's one rule out test is to get a to get blood work done to see if do you have poor blood sugar control so that reminds me i actually have a client he's five and he's wetting the bed and so i was talking to the parents about doing the bed alarm which is like a sensor that wakes you up when it senses any moisture it's like really effective for treating nighttime enuresis aka bedwetting. So I was talking to the parents about that and I was like, you know what, if you could go to the pediatrician and get him checked out and rule out any medical issue so that if you treat something behaviorally that is a medical issue, it it doesn't work well. So like you need to treat the underlying medical issue first. So they made a pediatrician appointment, they took him in and then they came back to me and were like, yeah, everything's, he's cleared, everything's good. The pediatrician was like pretty weirded out that you as a psychologist, like referred us to him to rule out a medical issue. And I was like, what? I guess the pediatrician said that that's best practice, but rarely do therapists or psychologists do that. And I was like, well, that is my training. Like you always rule out medical issue first. I see that a lot with people that have sleep problems. So the first thing I always do is refer them to get a sleep study done just to make sure there's no sleep apnea, unless there's like zero signs of it. But I know a lot of clinicians that will do like sleep hygiene stuff and and, and like never assess for other biological problems. So that's good. Good job. That's good practice. So the cause, maturation, stress, any illness, sleep disturbances, poor sleep hygiene, things like Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. Treatments for sleep tears or night Mm -hmm. tears. One Restraints. What? Restraint. Yes. Just aggressive 
hard restraints, hard, hard, hard leather restraints. One big thing I want to say is don't go after the dream. So this is kind of why I want to talk about this in general is night terrors are not the same thing as nightmares. And so oftentimes I will see people really belaboring the point of like we need to like keep a dream journal and follow the dreams oh, there must be a dream there with night terrors a lot of times it's just your as you're getting deeper into sleep your brain is having an anxiety reaction to something so it could be like a, a breathing problem it could be a fluctuation in your body's temperature it could just be like a malfunction of anxiety mm-hmm. and then your body is giving you this night terror to try to wake you up or pull you out of that stage of sleep so it's like a self-protective mechanism there doesn't need to be a dream to it okay one of the first things is especially if this is a child or an adult, uh, so anyone, make the room safe. So for a while, I was getting... This hasn't happened to me in a long time, but I would do a lot of sleepwalking while traveling because one cause of... Yeah, that's what Mike Birbiglia talks about too. Anytime you're in a weird new environment, it's more problematic. Yeah, so I got that for a while. And one time I was in Scotland and sleptwalked out of the room and into the lobby of the hotel I was in. Luckily, I had clothes on, but I didn't have my glasses. And I didn't have the card to get back into the room. And it was also a hotel where you needed a card to operate the elevator. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't even get back to the room. It was just very awkward. So now when I travel, I always put my suitcase in front of the door for the first night. That way, it slows me down from leaving the room I'm in. Go after any sources of poor sleep hygiene, food too close to bed, uncomfortable environment, heat fluctuations, light in the room, stuff like that. And then try to maintain consistency because you can basically train your brain to sleep well. And any sleep disturbances are one of the most common causes of night terrors. Hmm, Okay. The other one I want to talk about is nightmares. If sleep terrors are a non-RM disorder, what do you think nightmares are? You almost got it. <laughs> I already said it. What is it? REM. Yeah, disorder. REM sleep disorders. The big difference is this: this there is dream content to this. This is when you're in your REM sleep and you're having a bad dream, mm-hmm. but it's like just worse than a bad dream. And unlike you also said this perfectly, so a lot of this will be review. Unlike sleep terror, usually nightmares don't have a behavioral component. There's not vocalization. There's not agitation while you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Because you're paralyzed. And so usually when you see that, it's because the person is woken back up or gotten out of REM sleep to where their body can move again. Mm -hmm. But usually while you're having a nightmare, you're not responding. The causes of nightmares, again, stress, any illness... But even, even things like uncomfortable sleep positions, things in the environment can, can trigger nightmares and anything that might trigger your metabolism or brain activity. So like food late at night, alcohol, caffeine, things like that can really contribute to nightmares. Wait, when you... So when, like if, okay. you, if you eat too close to bed, if you're going to bed while drunk, if you have caffeine late in the day, anything that might stimulate brain activity mm-hmm. or your metabolism. For your metabolism, it could also increase the temperature of your body, which could also just cause bad dreams to happen. Okay, what are the treatments? The treatments for nightmares. So there's actually a really fantastic article by Arnisha Aurora and then like 90 other people called The Best Practice Guide for Treatment of Nightmare Disorder in Adults. So there's two ways to go about it. There's a medication room and then there's a behavioral room. So one issue with chronic nightmares, yeah. a lot of times... Having a nightmare is really common. It's like a response to stress, response to a bad day. Like You can watch a horror movie, go to bed and have a nightmare. That's fine. But we tend to get into this chronic nightmare cycle where we can really con- like learn to have nightmares. Usually what happens is we wake up that morning, we're uncomfortable, we're upset because of the nightmare. And then as we're getting closer to bed the next night, we have a lot of apprehension and anxiety to mm. go back to bed. When we start dreaming, usually the last thing we did is the first thing we dream about. And so if you're upset and worried about that nightmare 
you're much more likely to have that nightmare again. By last thing you we did, you mean last thing we thought about? Often, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But sometimes it's really weird what happens in dreams, how it's like somewhere in the recesses of your brain, something is still stored that you haven't mm-hmm. thought about for years and years. Yeah. One thing that happens in REM sleep is that our brain moves around our memories and tries to, to consolidate things. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, like that's, there might, like you're saying, there might be something in the recesses that was never properly stored and your brain mm. starts taking care of it and you just see it. But if you, if you start having chronic nightmares, it's often you thinking about that nightmare is contributing to it coming back up. Mm. And so these are treatments for chronic nightmares that's interesting because some of the like weird ones that people have like and they're like i don't know people refer to them as anxiety dreams like you showing up to school without your clothes on or like yeah i have one where my teeth get loose and keep falling out of my mouth people have a lot of teeth falling out dreams i've never had one of those but Mm. i do have the i have to go back to high school because i get notification that i didn't finish high school appropriately Mm. so therefore none of my degrees after matter so i have to go do a year of high school oh as me now okay so treatment so so treatments from a medication standpoint prezosin is the top line medication Mm -hmm. especially for chronic nightmares so this is something that's really commonly prescribed with people with ptsd Mm. which is a, a common feature of ptsd is having chronic nightmares having nightmares is also really common in things like depression and anxiety and things like that Mm -hmm. another interesting difference to kind of backtrack there's not a lot of evidence showing that there's any pathology associated with night terrors but there's good evidence showing pathology in nightmares so things like having an anxiety disorder much more likely to have nightmares having ptsd having depression things like Mm -hmm. that so i just want to say that i know someone who takes prezosin like there's obviously different dosages like any medication but the higher you go in prezosin the more side effects that like using high dose prezosin the more side effects you experience so it can be really one to four percent of patients taking prezosin have the following side effects vomiting diarrhea constipation edema orthostatic hypotension vertigo depression nervousness rash urinary frequency and nasal nasal congestion that seems like a pretty high well i don't know four percent i guess it's not that high yeah um the person i knew who was taking it had to stop because of the severity of the side effect yeah behavioral treatments are often a better way to go at least to start with Mm -hmm. because a medication just has more side effects to it okay the front line or the first go-to and from this researcher's standpoint the only level a empirically supported treatment for nightmares is called imagery rehearsal therapy Mm. or irt yeah you ever heard of this yeah because you told me about it i did i'm gonna post an article probably the day before this episode comes out from the the new yorker called nightmare scenario so check out our facebook page for Mm -hmm. that but essentially it goes through this therapy and like a person that goes through this therapy but in case you didn't read it or you don't want to read it it is a modified cognitive behavioral technique there's a lot of different elements to it but how it works the morning after a nightmare what you do is you write down what happened in that nightmare. So as much as you can remember, part of the goal of this is just to better recall it before the night before. Stay tuned for why. The other one is it's an exposure technique to reduce the anxiety towards the content. Okay. Because one thing that really contributes to a nightmare is you have this dream and then you have the anxiety that comes from it and it your brain has a harder time realizing it's a dream. So it it feels more real because there's an emotional content to it. Yeah, like sometimes I wake up in the morning and I like had a dream where like let's say you and me got in a fight even though like i can at some point convince myself that it was a dream i still feel like we for sure got in a fight and mm-hmm. i like carry that feeling around all day that's a bummer yeah after you you write it down you go about your day you live your life blah 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 about 
a couple hours before bed the next night, you, mm-hmm. you pull out what you wrote, you read it, you practice reading it, you get a recall to it, and then you rewrite it while changing oh, cool. one key theme, piece of the story, the ending. You choose one item to change to it. The goal isn't to change it radically altogether. To Do- make it worse. Yeah, you don't want to make it worse. You want to make it different and you want to make it less threatening or more ridiculous to easily identify it as a dream. So if it was like monsters were chasing you, now it's like... They're on roller skates. Sp- spaghetti is chasing you. Possibly. That might be too big. Okay. You might want it to be like monsters are chasing you, but then they get wet and they get smaller, things like that, where you might want mm-hmm. to change the end to it. You might want to change... like If it's, oh, a man comes in with a gun and attacks us, you might want to change it to the gun's a Nerf gun or like things that are a little mm. bit more bizarre, a little bit weirder. Mm-hmm. And then what you do right before bed is you read that dream a couple of times and practice relaxing during it. Mm. What happens typically is that that causes the shift in your mind where you're inhibiting the original nightmare and your brain's more likely to have a dream with your new details in it. So that sounds time intensive. It takes about 10 to 20 minutes per day okay. to practice it. And then over the course of about a week of practicing it, usually the nightmare gets a lot better. People can, can do this on their own, or you can also do this along with a therapist. Sure. But it's probably been, better with a therapist. Probably better with a therapist. It's just but, like a coach that helps keep you on track. Exactly. And, and kind of like what we just did, it's more a coach to help you change that detail. But it's also a coach to identify anything else that could be contributing to the nightmare. So like sleep hygiene stuff, yeah. um, any other illnesses. Do my, ear, do my earbuds look better now? They look more normal now. I shoved them into my ear holes. Did it hurt? When you fell from heaven and had your earbuds shoved into your ear holes? Is that a pickup line? It worked for you. So I those barely are, hear you, though, with these. <laughs> with the blood coming over your ears? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so those are the top two treatments for nightmares. That's cool. I mean, I know just from my life and your stories that something that takes more time is less likely to be utilized. Mm-hmm. So I think if you are someone who is seeing a therapist and doing this, you probably have more success because... They're just there to support you. It's like sort of like how I have this new goal of doing 20 push-ups a day. Brag. And Did you see that guy, that body challenge and that guy who just did, I don't know how many push-ups he did each day, but it was like over a month and it like just doing push-ups is like so... It's a good workout yeah, for you. Good. I had that goal and then I lasted like a, half a week. Oh, we should do it together. Yeah, we should. It'll be fun. You want to start today? Yeah. Okay. We'll we be should, right back. We're going to do 20 push-ups. We should high five in the middle of each one. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What else? What else? So that's, I mean, that's the, the big thing. If you're having... How many therapists do you think know about this? Because I don't think very many do at all. A lot of times, p- people with nightmares, they'll go towards other things. So they'll be like, let's talk about... They'll go into the content too much. And mm-hmm. they won't really... This behavioral strategy is extremely effective. So if you're struggling with nightmares, try this. I'll post this article, which kind of gives an overview of this. Cool. So it's a really cool, very easy thing. You, you write it down. The goal of the writing it down is to practice relaxing into the dream. You rewrite it the moments before bed, changing details. And really, you're basically trying to give your brain a prompt to have a less threatening dream. Really effective. I would go that route before the medication because there's less side effects. And if you're having a hard time doing it on your own, I would try to find a therapist that can help you with this. What is the sleep disorder that Mike Birbiglia has? What is that called? I think it's Samuel Nimbus. That sounds like a sex act. And you do in your in your nights. It's a REM sleep disorder. He has a REM sleep disorder? It says rapid eye movement, but it's weird because it's... He has an RBD. 
He has a a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He has a rapid eye movement sleep behavior disorder, RBD. Yeah. It's a parasomnia in which people act out their dreams. It involves abnormal behavior during the sleep phase with rapid eye movement. That that is one where people will have sex in their sleep too. The major okay, so the major feature of RBD is loss of muscle atonia, which is the loss of paralysis. So it's REM sleep during which paralysis is necessary normally. Yes. And he he doesn't he so he has REM sleep without paralysis. Okay. So yeah, so the reason that night terrors happen in non-REM is because you can move in non-REM. In REM, typically you're paralyzed. What Mike Birbiglia has, look him up, is while he's in REM sleep, he can act out his dreams because his body doesn't get paralyzed. Yeah, if you haven't seen Sleepwalk, Sleepwalk with, with me, me, it's so good. It's really good and it goes through he details his crazy I mean, he like does life threatening things a lot. He now, ran through a plate glass window at yeah, a hotel. And like a third story window or something. Yeah, yeah so um check that out. Yeah. That's my wreck for this week. Yeah. Other hot wrecks. Related to sleep. The New Yorker article. There's a heavy metal band called Sleep that I actually really like. <laughs> it's, uh, Sounds like that would be more like dream pop or something. I know. No, it's a very... It's They sound like Black Sabbath. It's mm. very repetitive. Like... Oh, what about Enter Sandman by Metallica? Oh, I've heard that so many times because that is the entrance music for Virginia Tech Hokies football. It is? Yep. Why? I don't know. What other sleep-related things do you have? There's a melatonin cream that you have that I've been putting on my face before bed. Mm -hmm. I I don't think the melatonin is doing anything, but it smells really good. Yeah, you do smell like lavender. I know. And that does actually help me sleep because I'll like lay in bed. It pushes you more towards the Keanu Reeves side of the smell scale. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Laying in bed, I'll focus on the smell of that lavender and helps me fall asleep so that's what i recommend lavender face cream all right it's that that that's the sleep racks it's lavender face cream sleep the heavy metal band doing that enter therapy sandman. enter sandman watch mike birbiglia watch mike birbiglia sleepwalk with me listen to this podcast listen if you're having podcast. a time falling asleep all right love you love you love you i love you bye goodbye Sleep cycle. Cool. Um, We're getting a lot of feedback that people love it when you burp on the podcast. Really? No.